You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, everybody. Before we get started in our next level podcast, I wanted to let you know that we just released our brand new ebook, and it's all about coaching, about how do you select the right coach. For some of you, been very interested in getting a good coach, and it's great to get a good coach, but the right coach for the right situation. So go check it out. It's a free ebook on McIntyre on themichaelmcintyre.com themichaelmcintyre.com and check it out. It's free. Download it for yourself. It's under books and you're going to enjoy it. Thank you. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hello, everybody. Michael McIntyre here, your next level podcast humble host. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Listen, we're in for a big treat today, as in every week with Next Level. We truly, we are truly blessed taking this to the next level today because we have on our podcast here in this interview, Sterling Harris. Sterling Harris is a former NFL player. Come on, man. That's exceptional right there. And a federal prisoner, man, (laughs) whose life was radically changed by starting and developing an intimate love relationship with Jesus. Sterling is a person who tried all life had to offer and found no true peace and fulfillment until God moved in him and being a lukewarm uh, from a lukewarm and religious Christian with no intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit to hearing God's voice and being on fire for Jesus. I love that. Listen, Sterling's new book, How to Hear God, 10 Ways God Speaks, you will experience your spiritual senses being increased in all kinds of amazing ways so that you can hear God's voice with greater clarity and encounter God's activity in your everyday life. This powerful book is an Amazon bestseller, best and it's a simple, practical step-by-step guidebook, which I love that practical. Sterling is a devoted husband and a father, as well as a kingdom-minded businessman, influencer, author, and widely sought-off speaker. Listen, I got to spend some time with um, Sterling this past week on the phone, and and I got all fired up, man. I tell you what, I had to go out and, and exercise twice more that day. I just got so excited. Sterling, welcome to the Next Level Podcast, bro. How you doing? Hey, Mac, man. It's so good to be here. It's, uh, it's really an honor and a pleasure to be on the Next Level Podcast because I know that you're the kind of guy who's always looking for the more. And the good thing about it is with God, there's always more. So that's oh. awesome. Come on, man. Amen. So, man, I mean, I know our listeners love hearing uh, these amazing stories. And, you know, I mentioned in your bio that, you know, uh, you're a former NFL player. That's exceptional in itself. And um, I understand that you, you, went, you played at SMU for a, a while. Uh, so tell us, tell us what that, that whole scene was, because I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want our listeners to hear, you know, the, the, the rise, the fall, and the rise again of what went on with Sterling. Man, so just to, to make a, a long story even longer and shorter at the same time, <laughs> I, I, I just had like a, a really powerful encounter with God when I was really 12 years old is when it started. And, and I just, 
I literally threw up what the listeners will know if they're football followers is a Hail Mary prayer. And I just threw up a prayer and said, God, if you're real, I want to know that you want a personal relationship with me, not because my, my parents are doing it, not because my friends are doing it, not because I, I read something in a book, but I want to encounter you for myself. And in a 12-year-old language, I threw this Hail Mary prayer up uh, for God. And for those of you who don't know what Hail Mary is, you throw up the football at the end of the game, or if you're if you're throwing up a Hail Mary shot in basketball, it's just like either you make it and everything turns out good, or you don't make it and everything, you know, you lose the game. So the next morning, I woke up with a feeling of peace and comfort and a joy. And what I now know is the presence of God uh, on my life and in my life in such a powerful way that it marked me and I was never the same after that. And And as I as I began to just realize that I had this ultimate goal to play in the NFL and everybody said, you know, I'll be happy when, and I said, I'll be happy when I can be a, an all American and all district and all area and, and go, you know, division one in football and go to the NFL after that. And I just remember that there was these, all these haters and in life, Michael, you're always going to have haters, bro. You're always going to have doubters. You have to be careful because, a lot of times the number one doubter and the number one hater can be yourself. <laughs> so good. So, so true. So true. Yeah. So be careful on how you coach yourself up and what you allow you to tell yourself and what you allow into your eyes and ears, because the, the way your predominant thinking goes, so will your life. Amen. And that's what you allow to coach you up. And so I had a lot of a lot of haters, a lot of doubters. Oh, you're too fat. You're too slow. You're too this. You're too that. But there was a voice inside of me, Michael, that I now know is the Holy Spirit, which I did not know at the time. I just thought that you know I'd seen a lot of Rocky movies and I was like super <laughs> motivational and super super positive. But I but it actually was the voice of the Holy Spirit. And everybody's had that voice at the back of their mind that sounds wiser than they are. And I just want to tell you, for those of you who are doubting, that voice is the voice of the Holy Ghost. You're not that motivational. You're not that cool. You're not that wise. It's really been the voice of the Holy Spirit your whole life trying to push you into the way that you should go. That's so good, Sterling. So, and, and it's so true, you know, because a lot of times, you know, uh, especially for non-believers, they get, you know, they get, you know, God gives us a lot of gifts and they hear these things and they do these things and they get prideful in knowing that. But in in that pride, you know, there will be a fall. Yes. And so, you know, yes. <laughs> we all know that. And, but yeah. but for you, Sterling, you 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 really, you know, so at 12 years old, man, you kind of were you, you were all in through this Hail Mary prayer and God answered it. Yeah, he did. He answered it in such a powerful way, Michael. And so I began to live to listen to this voice inside of me who was wiser than myself. And I began to just listen and he, he, uh, God was always telling me that there's something great in you that needs to get out, that you can achieve, that you can be all the odds, that you, if you partner with me, then you can be the best version of yourself that I created you to be. Because this whole, this whole thing of I want to be the best is not really, it's not really a good definition because it will always leave you wanting more and not being fulfilled in who God made you to be. So I, I changed it from I want to be the best to I want to be my best. That way you get out of the trap of comparison 
And because the, the trap of comparison will always leave you empty and wanting more. And you, you're not able to celebrate yourself and celebrate the small victories so you can live a victorious life on a daily basis. So Man, the trap of comparison is something. Yeah, yeah. I will preach. But the trap of comparison is something as an athlete, especially in, or in sales or anything like that, the trap of comparison can, and, and even in social media, a lot, so many people scroll social media and they compare themselves to other people's edited versions of their life. And so it's a, it's a trap that you want to be careful not to fall into because it's so easy to do, especially in this day and age with all the media that's out there. No doubt. So I mean, I, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's constantly out there and bombarding us with that comparison spirit. So, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to ask you, okay, so you had this major encounter. Now, uh, you're a pretty big guy, right? You got pretty, you know, you, you, you started playing football at a young age, I imagine. And you went to SMU. How did all that transpire in your life? And, and with all the doubters uh, constantly speaking over you? Man, Michael, that's a, that's a great question. It happened through repetition, hard work, focus, and vision. Vision is the number one thing that I would attribute to my success. Because if you can't envision yourself do it, God said to Abraham, he said, I'm going to give you all that your eyes can see. Basically, I'm going to give you what you can envision. And that's a word to all of us. So what I mean by this is a coach once told me, Sterling, I can even as you're, as you're a starter, I can only get you so many reps in practice. So you have to daydream about this. You have to dream about this before you go to bed at night. You have to envision yourself taking the right step, taking the right fit. And, and you, you have to envision yourself as a success on the football field because the amount of mental repetitions is unlimited. And so, so many people want to rehearse the wrong things in their mind, but the way to truly succeed is to actually repetition and rep yourself, mental reps of seeing yourself doing whatever it is that God's called you to do well and envision yourself in different circumstances and how you'll respond through God's spirit and through the empowerment he's given you in those situations. For me, I began to envision myself taking the right step running through through the motion, making sure that that when I envision somebody doing something, I envision my reaction in a positive way. And I would go through all these mental reps and I began when I began to do that, Michael, it took everything I was doing to the next level. And still today, when I do anything, whether it's preaching, whether it's uh, running the business that I have, I always envision, even when I try to envision, okay, what if this scenario, what if this goes wrong, how can I respond? And I prayerfully consider and see myself responding in that way. So when those things do happen sometimes, I'm, I've already repped it in my mind visually. So that's what I did in high school to become an All-American, All-District, All-Area, All-State. And I say that not to impress you, but to impress upon you that if I can do it, anybody can do it in their own sphere of influence and their own calling because not everybody's called to play in the nfl but all of us have a purpose and a calling on their lives and even though i reach my dream and reach the vision of playing the nfl everybody knows you can't play in the nfl your whole life there's a secondary life that you have to live and you have a you have a purpose besides that and we really have many purposes in life 
And it's really getting with the Lord and figuring out, okay, what are my purposes in life? And, and how can I partner with God in those things practically? For me, it was staying after practice, doing footwork. It was working on things that I knew that I wasn't the best at. So, and then I kept doing the things that I was good at. And that led me to be a standout in high school. And, and then I went on to, to SMU. And Michael, we were 0 and 12 my senior season. At SMU. I know. We did not win a we did not win a game, bro. Not one. Not even <laughs> one. So you I, can I, imagine. I, I, and what year was that? That was that was oh four that oh, we were four. 0 and twelve. Okay. And I was on the poster. So I was the poster child for an 0 and 12 football season. But mm. I didn't let that define me. I didn't let that 0 and 12 be my identity because I had some inside information that the greater one Good. lives in me and Come he on. had another vision for me. And so if, if so many of us will begin to start leaning on that inside information and leaning on what the voice in the back of our mind is telling us in a positive fashion, then we, be, we can begin to partner with God in the purpose, the plan, the destiny that he has for our lives. And we can begin to live our lives up to the expectation of that next level experience that we all want to live in our lives. That's so, so it good. It starts with vision. Yeah. You got to have vision. Yes. And the vision, what, what I love about the way you describe vision, Sterling, is really profound. And listeners, this is, this is another one of these gold nugget moments. So, you know, and it's rehearsing this in your mind. It's kind of like a dress rehearsal. Yes. And so, yeah. you, you know, you, you rehearse this in your mind. You visualize it. You know, God's blessed us with the, the miracle of visualization. You know, we, you know, and we can think of how it looks and how it's going to place and what, what do we look like in that space? And what, you know, what are we wearing? What's the weather like? What, who's, who's there present with us? And what you did is so amazing because what you did is you did dress rehearsals all the time for all the different scenarios, even the negative ones, how you would respond in that, because it's not what happens to us. It's how we respond to what happens to us. Right. 100%. 100%. And I, I just love the way you walk through that. And here you come, here you're at SMU, uh, which is, uh, you know, my daughter went to that school, which is a great school. And you majored in business at uh, in SMU, which is a hard business school to get into. So you you had, you had the, uh, uh, you, you had the intellect in to do that. And so out of 012, uh, 0 and 12, <laughs> big goose egg, how did you get into the National Football League from that point? Well, Michael, again, it was believing what God had put inside of me was going to manifest in my daily life. And I lived my life every day like I was going to the NFL, no matter what uh, the negative thoughts that I thought, no matter what other people said, no matter what my team's record was, which was really hard because you're taught that football is a team sport. But I realized at the first of the year that no matter what this team did, my vision was to go to the NFL. So I needed to do whatever I needed to do to get there, which means I played whistle to whistle. It didn't matter. We were, sometimes we were getting beat, Michael, by like 50 points. I and know. I would just be knocking people's heads off. People were like, <laughs> 75, what are you doing? Y'all are losing by 50. Look at the scoreboard. But the scoreboard, Michael, wasn't my identity. My Come identity on. is what God told me in secret, which I knew if I kept manifesting in the open – 
would lead me to the vision that he had put in my heart. In this case, being an NFL football player. And that's, on, that's a word for everybody, man. It doesn't Come matter on. who you are. We all got a purpose inside of us. And haters, Jesus said, in this life, you're going to have trouble. In other words, the Sterling Harris version is, look, you're going to have some haters out there. <laughs> Don't let the biggest hater be inside of you. Let the Holy Ghost in you be the biggest cheerleader you got and partner with what God is doing and what he's put inside you. Because we all have some type of gifts, talents, abilities. And if, and if you have never done one of those assessments where you begin to just get with God and say, okay, Lord, what are my gifts? What are my talents? What are my abilities? And if you feel like you're not hearing correctly, you're not, you're not getting a lot, begin to ask the people around you that you trust. Because the people around you that you trust can often identify the things and the gifts and the talents and abilities on your life that you may even miss. So good. That's so, so good. That, and that's and, a and good way to, yeah, yeah, and I love that, Sterling, because what you're saying is that, you know, you've got to have confidants around you, right? Your mastermind group, the people that you truly trust. Not everybody yeah, gets to fall yeah. in that category, right? You've got to, you know, and, and, and what I've learned over, over my years following Jesus is the Holy Spirit will highlight those people to you. You know, because e even if they're believers, not everybody gets to hear your innermost secret thoughts, right? I mean, it's really important who you give that to, Sterling. And I love the way uh, you you even in that that you were you know pouring out and listening and had that had that secret player with you, the Holy Spirit, and listening to that Holy Spirit. That that's just I love that. And even it, it, against all odds, like you said, you're down by 50 points and you're still out there, you know, banging heads, man, because it's all about glorifying him in that process. And um, that's awesome. All right. So I, I just want to I want to uh, and I want to say something just real quick, Michael, yeah. to piggyback off all he said, because yes. the mastermind groups and the people you surround yourself, you show me who your inner circle is and I'll show you who you're going to be in five years. Come on. So there is a lot of people on my team who had given up. But the people I surrounded myself with were the people that I knew that were not going to give up, that had another vision for their life besides what we were actually going through, the season and circumstance we were going through. I hung around people, talked to people, and fellowship with people. My inner circle was people that I knew that were going to take it to the limit every day, academically and athletically, no matter what the circumstances look like. So who you surround yourself with is huge because those that inner voice that you listen to and the outer voices that you listen to around other people, those will be your two biggest drivers towards where your future is headed. And so that's so super important. I'm so glad you said that. No, man, that's, that's, that, that, that's gold, baby. That is solid gold. And you know what uh, we have a, we have a phrase here at McIntyre. We said, listen, you, you cannot soar with the Eagles if you're flocking with the turkeys, man. And you, you really, <laughs> you really need to you need to find those eagles, baby, because that's that's where that's where the Holy Spirit wants to run and push and and be world changers. So what you're saying is so good. Sterling, I want to ask you now, you go to the NFL and you're there uh, and uh, and tell our listeners, what team did you play for in the NFL? I played for the Cleveland Browns, but don't hold it against me, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Listen, I think it's awesome. And so, uh, so there, you're at you 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 get this pinnacle and athleticism, and you're doing so great, and you're at the NFL, which is a big accomplishment in itself. And so, what happens to Sterling Harris at the NFL? 
Well, well, I'll tell you one thing, Michael. The reason I say don't hold it against me because I'm from Dallas. I'm from the Dallas area. So if you don't want, if you don't play for the Cowboys, like you're, you really like you've went against you've went against everything that's quote unquote holy. <laughs> I hear you. I get. I get it. So I want to. I, I, I want to clarify that because there's the, there will be people from the Cleveland Browns like in Cleveland listening to this. They're like, hold up, man. I love Cleveland, and I I love Cleveland too. Had some of the best fans and had a good time there with the, the people that I played with. But it, it, to answer your question, there's a two things that happened to me when I went to the NFL. One, that I always said to myself, I'll be happy when I attain this goal. And if you ever say, I'll be happy when mm. I pay off this debt, I'll be happy when I get this position, my whole life had led up to that one moment. And I thought that I would find peace there. So I lived in so many compromises in my life not not living in the right now piece. So I, I felt like I had held my breath for like five or six years because I all, maybe even longer, because I always, it was always about getting to that next thing. And I didn't enjoy a lot of times the season I was in. And the one, and one thing I learned from that is when you say, I'll be happy when that win, whatever that thing is, is an idol in your life. And it needs to be surrendered to Jesus and you just need to give that over to him because that's not going to bring you joy and peace. Cause when I got to the NFL, what I didn't find is the peace and the comfort and the joy and the ultimate fulfillment that I was looking for. Mm. So there was disappointment in that. And I realized in retrospect, looking back at it is because I wrapped all my identity in being a football player, which some people say, man, it's good you know, wrapping it up and being a football player or a businessman or a father or whatever the case may be. But anything besides you being a son and daughter of God and your identity and your joy and your peace being found in a daily connection with him, anything else, you're going to be drawing from the wrong trees and trying to pour out of the wrong cup. So good. It's going to leave you, it's going to leave you empty. So I found emptiness there. I did yeah. find momentary happiness. Hey, I, I reached my goal. Oh, this is awesome. I, I reveled in that for a couple of weeks, but then I was like, man, the, the, the feeling of emptiness is like still in my heart. Like what's going on with it? I'm in the NFL now. What, this isn't, this isn't supposed to be here. And you see that in so many people's lives that have achieved greatness. And I'm sure Michael, you said that you said that your Paul moment was, God knocked you off your Bentley. On <laughs> <laughs> the road to Damascus. Uh, yeah, your road to Damascus. He knocked you off your Bentley. He knocked you out, and he and he and he shook you up. And you had everything around you, but that's you right. still were lacking something, which was a, an abiding daily relationship with Jesus. That's real, personal, and powerful. And that's what I was lacking. I I had enough Jesus in me to get to heaven. I had an encounter when I was twelve, but I did not yet know how to abide in the Lord relationally. So good. Now, so when I got to the NFL, thank you. When I when I got to the NFL, I also I also was really really captivated by the amount and the lack of peace that people had around me, mm. because they were kind of, they were kind of in the same boat that I was. And in my NFL career, it 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 ended abruptly because I had a I had two injuries to the same foot. My rookie year, I broke the outer bone of my foot. And then the second year I came back, I dislocated the middle joint in my foot. And so I ended up having to retire early. And so there I was, 25 years old. And I still believe that everything that happened to you was God's will for your life. 
And for those of you who don't know, that's a lie. Not, not everything that happens to you is God's will for your life. Amen. I've wrapped my whole identity in being a football player. And the four levels of activity that are in your life is your choice for positive or negative, another person's choice for positive or negative, the enemy that, that comes to still kill and destroy. And God is always calling you in a deeper love relationship with, with him. And his is always about grace, mercy, compassion, and love and guidance, fatherly guidance. And so my NFL career uh, ends abruptly. And I heard so many times, well-meaning, good, loving Christians would say, well, I guess God had another plan for your life. Well, all I heard is God broke your foot to get you to this next season, <laughs> which again was a lie. It wasn't, it wasn't right. true, right. but that was my mental perception of mm. God because I grew up in this religious mindset that was all works-based a lot of times, and God was this big God in the sky that would zap you if you did something wrong. Right. And I didn't have this, I didn't have a good definition of the father's love. And I, and I had not encountered it for myself in a way that changed my thinking because I, I often gave that definition because I had the wrong filter and the wrong lens. And I was seeing it through the wrong filter and the wrong lens. So literally I was at 25 years old. I was in the club scene heavy. I was in, I mean, I was living the rock star party, crazy life that people see on TV or that quote unquote, people want to live. And so I'm, I'm actually, I have my next kind of God encounter at this point. I'm 25 years old. I have everything that you can imagine. I have the big house and the big car and the, the big watch. And I know, you know, people in Dallas and on all these VIP lists. And I'm literally in a club, Michael, in downtown Dallas, dancing on a couch and VIP, you know, all these laser lights around me. And I just look out to the crowd and I look at my friends who have, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100 million plus dollars flying on private jets, you know, just doing, doing it big in life, quote unquote. Mm. And they had the same issue I had. They still had no peace. And I was like, okay, I'm hard headed, but I'm not an idiot. idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> thank Good. you, Michael. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> I get it. So I said, God, there's got to be something more, man. There's got to be something else. And it was just a prayer that I prayed in my heart that God, please do something more in my life because I know there's got to be more. Yeah. So and, what, what, you know, for me, and, and I love, I love that point in your life that you had that, that epiphany, so to speak at that club that, you know, uh, cause you know, there, there, those things are fun for a time, right? You get a new car, you get a new watch, you get a new plane, you get, you know, new clothes. It's fun for a time, but then you get thirsty again. Right. And then exactly. It, it doesn't exactly. last, you know, and one, one thing that I knew is, for me is that once once I gave my life to Jesus, because I had all the other things, you know, all the trappings like, every, you know, some of us have. And but once I gave my life to Jesus and started drinking from his well, I was never thirsty again, no matter what. Didn't mean I didn't, didn't mean I didn't want to make money or help people or have a, you know, have a car and all that. But it wasn't what I had to have for my identity or more importantly, like you saying, it didn't have to quench my thirst. Right. So exactly. Yeah. So sh share what share with our listeners what happened to Sterling when you had this epiphany. Then what what was your next step? Man, so I had this epiphany, Michael, and two weeks later, I, I'm literally sitting in my office. And what I now know is the fire of the Holy Spirit began to come upon me. And I, I was just sweating in my office and 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 I literally was having like heart palpitations. 
and I felt like like something was like wrenching on my heart and I and I felt like that I was that I was basically almost under like a like a spiritual oppression and I was like what is going on and I either knew I needed to get to a mental hospital or I needed to get to a church and I chose a church That's so good. I go to see I go to see a pastor that I hadn't seen in a long time and I tell him what's going on and I said brother Bobby and if that was his name I said I, I I, I think that there's something trying to get like inside of me. I feel like I'm either, I'm either going to have like a breakthrough or a breakdown. I'm not really sure. And he was like, well, let me, you know, let me pray for you. And you know, we'll, after the service, the Wednesday night service. And, and he said, after the service, you and I can go to my office and pray and I can kind of counsel you. And I just like, I literally sit at the back of the church, Michael, and this is a super funny story now, but I'm sitting at the back, at the back of the church, small church, probably, you know, 30 people there. At this time, six foot seven, like 340 pounds. I'm sweating profusely. AC's on full blast. I'm sitting back there sweating and speaking under my breath, rocking back and forth, praying every prayer that I knew of, like in my whole entire life, for God to just cleanse me and heal me and just do something in me. I didn't know what. And I was just, I had reached the end of myself, which is a great place for anyone to be. And if you're not at the end of yourself right now, please. Get with the Holy Spirit, get with God, and get at the end of yourself. Because when you come to the end of yourself, you can begin to be to start with Him and the purpose and destiny He has for your life. And even though it may be with all the same trappings you have now, and I, He'll add to you, I promise you, because He adds to everything that you give to Him. But if you have those things, you're actually going to be able to enjoy them now. <laughs> Amen. Michael come can, on. Michael can attest to, right? And so I literally start rocking back and forth, Michael, and and my fingertips begin to tingle and my whole body starts tingling. And I have no grid for the supernatural at this time in my life. I have zero idea what's happening to me. And so then my fingertips start to burn and my whole body starts burning from head to toe. And I just think, oh, my God, I'm going to hell. that's, That's the only context that I have at that time. I didn't know the Bible said about Jesus that. He would baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. I did not yet know that there was a refining fire and a baptism of fire of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that day, God baptized me in the Holy Ghost and fire from head to toe. And I had zero context for what happened to me. I just knew that something inside of me had changed. And literally, as I'm, as I'm, my whole body's burning, I'm just crying out to God for everything that I have. Not to send me to hell. Like, I mean, and God's probably just like, this kid right here, he just doesn't know. <laughs> and I literally, God just has mercy on me. And literally, Michael, I feel like that that some, that God poured, I just began to feel this like liquid, what I can describe as liquid love begins to pour down my head. It's like, it's like cool water and oil. And it begins to soothe my body that's burning profusely. And I just sit back and I'm like, oh my God. And I just feel a peace just rush over me. And from that day on, there was so many things that I was trying to put down in my life that I was, I was trying to come to the end of myself, but it was so hard. But when I received that impartation of God's Holy Spirit fire, man, it, and I didn't know how to really partner with it. I just knew something in my, in my, in my heart had changed. But now in retrospect, I look back and, that day marked me in the kingdom, Michael. It really did. Amazing. And I was just a man. 
It's, it's, I was just it, a man that was hungry for God and hungry for change. Yeah. And the, the church that I was in, God bless them, they didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And, and, and personally, neither did I. I didn't believe in it either. And you know what? God didn't care. He didn't care one bit. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love that. You know, that, that's probably the most vivid, vivid description I've ever heard of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I love that, Sterling. That's, man, I, that just gets me all fired up, man. That's, that's so good. It got me fired too. <laughs> so what happened next? So, so Michael, I, I, I'd like to say that I just got baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire and my life was amazing, but it's just not the case. I'm not one of those people. I, I have yet to actually really know one of those people that has got touched and their lives were like hunky-dory, like for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that. And I've just never met a person that actually really happened to. Yeah. And I wasn't, that wasn't my case. My case was like most cases in the Bible and most cases of everybody I've ever known personally it's a process. Your life is a process of becoming more like Jesus every day. And God is in the refinement business. And I can tell you that God's still doing just as much refining today on my life as he did back then. The only difference back then is he was like, began to refine obvious, like blaring sins in my life. He began to, to refine those things that I no longer wanted, that I was ready to get over to him. And now he's just fine-tuning and refining things in my life all the time and I sit with him and making me more like Jesus and when you talk to me 15 20 years from now he'll still be doing the same thing in my heart so for people to say oh I was like you know what is God working with you I'll ask some of my friends and if they tell me oh nothing really he's not really talking to him about really anything about refining and now I usually ask my good friends that and I'll say look bro either you haven't been talking to the Holy Ghost are you embarrassed to tell me which one is it? <laughs> That's good. That's so good. Because, That's so, because so, if you're sitting with him, he's going to refine you. Amen. So, so, so go that, ahead. Because I, I mean, from from, and I know this is. I know I'm pushing you through this, but it's really fascinating. And I know I want our listeners to hear the next thing in your life because it was pretty dramatic. What happened at after this point in your life, Sterling? So share that with us. Absolutely, Michael. So at this point in my life, I'm. Fast forward like three and a half years, I'm doing motivational speaking. God began to clean up my life. I started preaching the gospel. Everything seems to be going good. And I knock on my door, and it's the FBI. And they arrest me for mortgage fraud. <laughs> yeah, rut row. <laughs> right. And so I literally thought, first of all, I don't do mortgages. I was a real estate agent and had an insurance practice at the time. And so I thought I was just going to go down there motivational speaker, former NFL player, all around nice guy, tell them that I didn't know. What happened was is some of my clients, when I first got into the real estate business, maybe seven, eight weeks out of real estate school, I sold the houses to an investment group and all those houses ended up getting foreclosed on. And after the fact, we found out they were doing all these things and, and all these promises they made, they broke. And so since I was their realtor, they rolled me into the conspiracy when they got indicted. So I ended up getting 70 months in federal prison. Crazy. Uh, 70 months. It's five years and 10 months. So that day, that day, Michael, that I got that time, I went to my quiet room um, at the end of the day and just said, God, what is going on in my life? Because in my mind, I worked for God because I did all these things for God. And he just, what he did is he used my imagination and took me back to the end of one of my speeches where I say, Life will always present you challenges, 
but it's how you respond to those challenges that will determine your ultimate success in life. And then I got the phrase, what are you going to do? And so I decided to serve God anyway in the midst of trial, tragedy, and hardship. And God is asking us, no matter the situation, especially right now in this hour, what are you going to do? Are you going to press into me? Are you going to believe what I have to say? Are you going to be, be spend time with me? Are you going to be distracted by the news feeds and what's going on around you? Because the storm that is within you is often way bigger than the storm that's around you. The mm. day I got my the day I got my time was a gigantic storm, but that day was over and gone. But the storm that tried to rage inside of me with all this doubt and shame and guilt and fear that went on like trying to calm that for like six, seven, eight months. Mm. So it was the storm, the storm within you, Jesus wants to calm. He wants to say, peace be still to whatever storm you're going through today. And he wants to continually be a storm calmer in your life. But to do that, you have to begin to partner with God, spend time with him in his word. And as you spend time with him, he will cultivate your life to be successful in every single area of your life. Because the blessing of the Lord is built to dominate every area of your life. It's built, so it's built to, for you to be a great father, a great mother, a great husband, a great wife. It's built for you to be a great son. It's built for you to be a great business person. It's built for you to be a great administrative assistant. It doesn't matter where you are. It's built to dominate, and it's built for the more. I love that. I love that word, Sterling. And I think, you know, having that, you know, that peace in you and, and calming that storm. And I think, you know, uh, I'm sure that got you through the prison time and, and you developed your, 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 I'm sure you got even closer to the Holy Spirit. And uh, so you do this time, you go to the federal prison, you do this time, you get out. And what happens to Sterling at this point? Michael, I partner with the Holy Spirit like you're talking about the whole way through. Was it easy? Absolutely not. It's not <laughs> easy, but it is, it is simple. Get in your Bible, wait for him to speak, expect him to speak. Don't discount the little, the little things that God inter the little the little things that God interweaves in your life every day, like a beautiful tapestry. Don't discount. If you think it's God, then uh, I always say default on the side of righteousness is it being him if it matches his word character nature which is love so that's what i did to do my time and not let the time do me and then when i got out i just stayed i stayed holy i stayed walking with the lord i dated jesus come brought on. me a beautiful woman leah elizabeth star harris uh, we on. have a beautiful daughter now named gracie we How old have is a, she? Uh, a son on the way we, she is 19 months and come on man. the holy ghost you're in the game, baby. You are in the game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been beautiful, Michael. And, you know, when I got out of awesome. my parents, 35 years old and never, never done that. I went from a, I went, when I turned myself in, I had a BMW. When I got out, when I got out, I had nothing. I had like the, the shoes on my feet. That's it. Mm. So at the end of the day, but God has totally redeemed my life in the past four years. Like literally the house I've lost. Now I have a nicer house, a bigger house. <laughs> Come on! So all the, the car, the cars I the, the car that I lost. Now I have a car that's paid for, and it's a really nice, a really nice truck. And it's not about the things anymore. It's just that God redeemed it, he, and He told me, He said, "Son, now that you don't love money, I can give you some." 
Come on, come on, man. So Sterling, now, you, now you, that those you, things don't define me, he yeah. can give you some. Like if those things are defining you, man, I mean, really, the more he gives you, the more idols he's allowing you to make in your life. So and, good. And God, and God bless us. Some of us, he'll give a whole bunch of stuff like that too. Even we, even we don't know how to manage it. But you, if you, when you know how to manage it and partner with him, no matter what, the blessing of the Lord on every continent, if you abide in God, he will bless you. No matter whether you're in a hut in Africa, he will make a way for you to have water, food, clothing, and your life can still be full of joy and being blessed. Or if you're a CEO, you know, in Dallas, Texas, living the high life and with no peace, he can bless you in the midst of that. It doesn't matter. God is no respect to a person. He can prosper you, and everybody's prosperity looks different. My prosperity looks different than yours, Michael. Yep. Whoever's listening, God has a prosperity plan for your life. And the best thing you can do is begin to get with him and dream with him and get a vision with him and begin to live out that vision on a daily basis in your life and celebrate the little things, man, because the little things that make life big. That's so good. I know uh, when we were having our discussion earlier last week, you were talking about in your business that you have now, uh, you know, you, uh, you guys were praying over this about which person to go with in a certain uh, business deal. And, you know, the Holy Spirit highlighted, you prayed on that, and the Holy Spirit highlighted this person who was not the obvious choice, right? And what I loved about that, and I want you to talk about that if you will, but, you know, because in, in kingdom business, as we all know, it's upside down. In, in the world, right? It, you know, uh, things are not always as they seem. And, and the obvious solution might not be what the Holy Spirit really wants you to do. And so share with that, I, that your story to me that time was just amazing about how that came about and how you, you, you minister in your business and you teach your staff and your employees and how to listen to the Lord in those times. Absolutely, Michael. I, I love that story because it's such a simplistic and practical story. We were going. We were going to go with. We had two options in this business transaction. We were going to do, and the first option made the most sense. And I just tell. And I, and I I try to to involve people in my creative process, especially at my job, because after a while they see God work and answer prayer and work and answer prayer, and they see Him speak time and time again. And then they get comfortable with doing what I do, and they begin to hear God for themselves. So you're inviting people into your encounter so they can have their own. So, so I'm just I'm on the I'm, I'm on the phone with the with uh, one of the girls who works in my office, and I said, "Hey, let's pray about it real quick, and let me see what I hear from the Lord." And I said, "Okay, I'm feeling like we should go to the second option. It makes zero sense why we should go with it, but I keep hearing about the second option, meaning that God was bringing to my mind that the second option didn't make sense in the natural, but it's the one He wanted. And when I say highlighted." I mean, it stood out to me. I had peace about it, even though in my mind, there was all these thoughts about that day, zero sense. But when I did it, I saw, I saw my mind, a mental picture of that second option. And I, and I had peace about it. And I knew God was saying that. And I said, hey, this makes no sense. We're going to go with the second option. And then a couple hours later, we realized the second option was the best option because the first option turned out to be totally like not good at all wow i won't go into details but it just like it was, people like totally flaked out and we all we we basically have almost got to the place where we're no longer even going to do business with them at all wow and that and that literally we literally got things uncovered on them like an hour later an hour and a half later and, my, and then the lady in my office goes oh my goodness 
Because at the time, she was like, this doesn't make any sense, Sterling. And I was like, I know it doesn't, but I feel like God's on it. And see, and me do this so many times. That's so good, Sterling. And and listen, listeners, this is so important. It's so important because, you know, what seems to be the obvious choice, and sometimes maybe it is, maybe God will highlight that, but just praying sure. over these things and listening to what the Lord has, has got to say is so good. And I love it, Sterling, that you brought that into your marketplace, into your business. And also, you're, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're ministering to your staff and letting them witness how God speaks to you, because that's, that's the rubber meets the road, man. And I love that about you, that you're willing to put that on the line. So let me ask you this. You wrote this book, and I want you to share with our listeners about your book and how this came about. And plus, also, I want them to be able to buy your book, man. So tell us, tell us how it went into this, to this process of how to hear God. So the book is How to Hear God, 10 Ways God Speaks. And I'm going to be super transparent with you, Michael. The way this book started was super selfish. I didn't start this. I didn't start the bones of this book to help anybody except for myself. It started out me journaling what worked, what didn't work, what I thought was God, what I thought was me, what I knew was the enemy, what I thought was the enemy. And I would just journal down all these different ways he would speak to me, whether it be dreams, whether it be circumstances, whether it be his, what we call his active voice is what God, when you pray and open it in his prayer and you just listen for God to either speak to you individually by bringing like a picture to your mind, or maybe you get a flowing thought that see with it, it comes with a flow and a peace and a wisdom to it that you know is not yours, or maybe you get a kinetic feeling of peace. And so we break it down in kind of three categories of God's active voice. So I, I started out just journaling down what these things felt like, sounded like, what I what I spiritually saw, sensed, and heard. Then that turned into a way of life for me. And then that turned into a sermon. And then one day God woke me up out of my sleep and said, I want you to write a book. And he brought this sermon that I just preached to my mind. And it was literally another three, almost three and a half year journey of writing this book. And it really, Michael, it is a complete foundational work of how to hear God in your everyday life through signs, circumstances, through dreams and visions, through the through miracle signs and wonders, through prophecy, through the, the active voice, through his word. I mean, through prayer, through prayer and fasting, all the, I mean, we really cover the rubber meets the road on so many different topics. And so really good. Give context, and really give context to so many things that people wonder about. Like we teach in there how to take a thought captive. How do you actually stop negative thinking as it comes to your mind? We teach a three-step process in this book. Then how do you repent of sin? Well, what, what repentance of sin does is it keeps your heart clean. So the filter of that God chooses to flow through, which is your mind, will, and emotions, so that filter can be more clean. Well, how do you do that? Well, we teach a three-step process. And if the rubber meets the road, real life, real talk, practical application to the Word of God. And we tried to, we tried to just build, if you read this book and you, more importantly, get this book into your heart, and partner with the Holy Spirit while you're reading it, you will have encounters, massive encounters with God, and you will be able to hear him in so many different areas of your life. This book is built to be a foundational work because there's so many books that are written about each and every subject we talk about here. But our whole point was to give you simple, powerful, practical, to the point, things with examples and easy to follow instructions that you can put into play in your life and start making a difference in your life 
right now today. I love that because that's 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 what we're hungry for. That's what you know the millennials and the genzers are hungry for, and how the how to book. So uh, I take it they can go to Amazon and get this uh, how to hear from how to hear God. Ten ways God speaks speaks to you, uh, and yeah. you'll experience spiritual senses being increased. So they can go there now. Uh, I, I man, you're I could talk to you for two more days. Listen, brother, you are amazing, <laughs> Sterling. I'll tell you what, just you're you're just I, I love how you've lived life. I love how you trusted in the Lord. I, I love how you 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 just embrace the Holy Spirit and listening to that and bringing that into the marketplace. And 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 being that devoted husband and and father and you got a boy on the way as God's blessing you in so many ways and is it easy no it's not but when you're with the holy spirit he'll give you the answers you just have to listen so i i want you to tell the listeners how they can find out more about uh sterling harris where where's your website tell us everything man cuz i know we've got we've got thousands and thousands of listeners across this world and here in the united states that want to know how they can get in touch with you, uh, maybe have you come and speak at their at their meeting, maybe have uh, uh, buy the book, of course, and just check you out. Because I saw a video that you did that's just incredible, man. Hey, listen, you're one handsome dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're, you, you really are. You've been blessed, and God's dealt you a wonderful hand. So share with our listeners where they can track down Sterling Harris. Well, Michael, uh, you, can, you can get the book on – on a lot of different platforms. So we made it super easy. We have it, we have it on Amazon. So there's Kindle, there's paperback. We have a large print book for more seasoned uh, people. And we have a, a pretty large bold font for those people. It's on Amazon. We also have the audio book for so many people like myself. I'm more of an audio book guy. I know so many um, Gen Zers and also, and also the uh, millennials. A lot of us have kind of switched over and a lot of people just in general have switched over to audio books. And I actually narrate the audiobook, and it's really where any place you can find audiobooks. We're on like 43 different platforms for audiobooks, but the main one is Google Play, and then of course Audible. So they can they can check that out. Please go to our website at SterlingHarris.org, and you can find out all kinds of different information on our ministry. You can visit us at Sterling Harris Ministries on Facebook. Please, you know, like our channel. We have weekly content that comes out. And then also uh, hit us up on Instagram at, at Sterling Harris Ministries. And so we re- release re- weekly and daily content, daily devotionals. We release memes. We release videos. And we also have a YouTube channel if you want to hit us up on YouTube at Sterling Harris Ministries. So there's all these different ways you can connect. Our whole thing is please connect with our community and become part of our community because that's really what we're interested in. Because okay. You can buy the, you can buy the book and the book will change your life. And if you partner with it and get it into your heart, you're also going to need community around you that believes in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and that is looking for the more in Jesus. And so we're really inviting people into a community experience to partner with us in their everyday lives. And we, we share, we'll share struggles, we'll share victories. I answer a lot of the questions as I can personally. I respond to a lot of the things personally, especially if there's anybody who has something that, you know, my staff doesn't really know how to answer. They'll shoot it to me. And I try to answer as much stuff as I can on a personal basis as possible. Awesome. I really want people to connect with what God has put into our hearts, which is you encountering God on a daily basis. But like you said, you need masterminds. You need a, 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 a good sphere of influence. 
You mm. need those people to connect with on a daily basis. So we just really want to invite people into our community. That's awesome. And so I, I want to give a shout out to Julie too over at uh, Convergent Promotions who introduced us and uh, she's amazing. And uh, I'm glad that we got, I got to hang out with you a little bit, man, and talk to you. And I can't wait. I know you're down in Austin, Texas now. Is that right? That is right. Down here in ATX. Good, good. I have to come down there and, and check you out, man. See if we can toss the toss big, big skin around a little bit. Uh, but uh, all right. So I, I know that uh, you had asked me, you wanted to give an, uh, a message at the end of this interview. And uh, so, man, the floor is yours, my man. Yeah, so I just really I just really want to just do a quick activation, Michael, on how other people can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit themselves, because it's super, super important for you to hear God for yourself. And so if you don't take anything away else from this podcast today, that you can hear God's voice for yourself. And hopefully as you do this activation, that you will hear God's voice for yourself. And so the whole thing about hearing God is you want to also see, okay, what are kind of some guidelines for things to consider when hearing his voice? Is what I sense line up with the word of God is nature of God's nature, which is love. Does his voice come with an inner flow to it of a sense of peace and love and a wisdom? Does it produce the fruit of the spirit? Uh, as defined in, in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Does it result, does it have a result that produces freedom and releasing you from bondage, fear, worry, shame? Because all divine truth has the ability to set you free in some way. And so that's kind of the, the lens or the filter that you want to, that you want to hear this active voice through. And then we, we talked about a little bit, the three main categories that we talk about is visual, how God brings a picture or, or, or something to your mind, an image or a series of images, or some, sometimes there's a little video clip that'll bring to your mind, inner auditory, where God will begin to, to give you a flow of thoughts that will come with a flow and a piece and a wisdom to it that won't be your own. And then the kinetic, maybe it's goosebumps, maybe you're feeling a sense of peace, maybe it, come with the, it comes with an inward witness or an impression that you get about what God is saying to you. There's no wrong answer here as you begin to try to partner with God. And, and, and you're, you're going to miss it, Michael. You know, it's all about taking risk and faith-based risk. Come on. So just begin to step out and just, and just begin to hear God for yourself. So, so really, I would just invite people to kind of get comfortable. And even right now, Michael, to you, for you to get comfortable. And I just want to read just, just one scripture over you. Just confess the word over you, because Jesus said in, in John 10, he said that my sheep would know my voice and my sheep will hear my voice. So we know that it's, it's God's will for you to hear his voice and know his voice. And so, and then, Mike, I just want you to, to follow me with a, just a short confessional, because our, our this Christian faith is all about confessing and believing by faith and taking it by faith. So to say, Jesus, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. That I have eyes to see. That I have eyes to see. Ears to hear. Ears to hear. And a heart that's open. And a heart that's open. To receive. To receive. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Come on, I man. That. I love it too. So, 
so step three is when we actually start actually listening. So we're going to ask Jesus or make an open-ended statement. So in a second, I'm gonna, you're going to just say under your breath, Jesus, I love you. And then you're going to wait for him to speak to you. And he's going to bring either a thought to your mind, he loves you too. Or you may see a picture of, of something, or you may just feel a kinetic feeling of peace. And I want to engage your listeners right now to begin to, to do this with us. So I just want you to say, Michael, I just want you to say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And now just listen. So, Michael, what did you get? I got comfort. Did you see the word comfort in your mind in like block letters or how did it yeah, come to you? Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, I saw comfort in uh, black and white uh, comfort. That's amazing because even, even black stands for mystery mm. and then white stands for holiness and, and God's goodness. So, mm. so many times you saw a visual image. Of, of comfort. And so that's what God was doing. He was comforting your heart. And you can Come also on. ask God, okay, God, what are you saying about the word comfort? And, and ask him to unpack it for you more, or you may have an inner knowing of what that means. Maybe he's saying, he's just saying, God can download things to you all in an instant. So you can, you, can, you might automatically know, hey, that word comfort is about this whole circumstance I've got going on in my life right now. Yeah. And so if you feel right. like God's speaking to you, he is. <laughs> So good. So, so the the next one we're going to do, Michael, is we're going to do one more, and then uh, we're going to go ahead and just ask people to begin to walk this out in their lives. I just want you to say, Jesus. Jesus. How do you see me? How do you see me? And now just listen. <laughs> oh man! What did you get, Michael? Oh man, I'm embarrassed to say, but I'll, <laughs> I'll say I see I see a crown on my head and a gold scepter. Come on. <laughs> Come I'm being on, real. I'm being real here, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Did, and and so just 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 so people understand your creative process, how did you see that? Did you see it within your mind's eye? Yes. Okay, and you saw you basically saw you a picture of you being clothed in a keenly scepter and a crown. Yes. And so for those of you who, who don't know, a scepter is like the scepter of righteousness that Jesus holds that he gave to us when we gave our lives to Jesus. A scepter stands for authority and power and dominion, which Jesus restored to us through the, bl the blood that he shed. And then a crown often stands for, for sonship, and in this case, sonship and favor. So God was saying that he has a favor on Michael's life, as well as he has given him the scepter of righteousness to rule and to reign on his other the king. And so, Michael, I actually prayed for you on how God sees you, and I saw this giant waterfall, and mm. then God just told me that you're a refresher of people, that you refresh people with the way that you live your life every day. Come and on. So, and I saw that as a mental picture in my mind, and then I saw the word refreshing with like a a white, a white and blue background and white lettering. So it, it was very, and, 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 and white again stands for, for purity and sonship and, and, and just holiness. And of course, a lot of people don't know this, but, but, but blue in this context stood for the revelation 
that God was giving me. So good, man. <laughs> so, so good. That, that, that's just that's just an example of you know Michael heard the voice of the, what we call the active voice of the Holy Spirit, and we have mm. tons of questions and tons of you know help in the book to help you begin to partner and listen for, to God in your everyday life, not only to hear his voice, but to be more aware of his activity because that his activity is embedded throughout your daily life. God is in the daily and he's in the practical. Come on, man. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> listen, listeners, I didn't rehearse this. I, that was, that was all done. And, you know, I love that the way you walked me through that Sterling was so refreshing to walk through that and that instead of being ethereal or mysterious you know you just simple walk through it and i love that practicality bro man that was awesome well done thank you well done so listeners this is this has been a treat for me and i just i i'm just so impressed with sterling and Har- sterling harris the way the way you show up so humble i mean you've done a lot in your life and you've been to the pinnacle and been to the valley. And for you to have what you have in your life is just so profound to glorify God in. I'm just really honored to have you on the Next Level Podcast, man. So once again, uh, give us your give us your uh, website address so people can contact you, Sterling. I appreciate that. Yes, sterlingharris.org. Sterlingharris.org. Hit us up. Yeah, check him out. Go there, get the book. Uh, if you want him to speak at your event, I've already talked to Stacy, my wife, and I said, we, we want you to come to Orlando and speak at our event, man. So, uh, come on. Uh, yeah, it's so good. So thank you, my man. Thank you, Sterling. We'll be, we'll be having another interview with you. I know, uh, I know the emails will come in on this one. And, uh, man, way to hear God in simplistic form and, and, and just pre- breaking this down to the everyday lives. And I think it's so important how you're showing up and glorifying him in the marketplace as well. So, uh, man, good luck with this pregnancy. And, uh, Sterling, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you being on the Next Level Podcast. Man, Michael, it is a total honor, man. I love that you are creating a platform to, to allow people as a launching board to what their next level is. And we're all looking to go to the next level. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> true that, my man. True that. All right, my man. Thank you. Have a blessed week, brother. You too, bud. Hey, friends. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.